Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneurs Visiting Victor. I'm your host, Victor Didash. I hope you are having an amazing day so far. Today, we have an awesome guest. He is an entrepreneur, investor, and mentor. He has founded several multi-million dollar companies that specialize in real estate development, transportation, logistics, investment, and business education and consulting. He has over 20 years of extensive experience in various industries. He is also a highly sought-after renowned speaker whose energy, passion, charisma, and personality have captivated audiences around the world. And he is also the author of The Nine Secrets for a Successful Life in Business. And he has been featured in New York Weekly, CEO Weekly, Entrepreneur Magazine Asia, Inc. 5000, Veteran Top 100, and many other publications. So let's welcome Edwin Carrion. How are you doing today, Edwin? Hey, Victor, thank you for having me here. And to everyone listening, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever part of the world you're in. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, it's great having you on, Edward. So I'd like to get started by you to please share your story. How did you first get started in becoming an entrepreneur? Uh, how did I get started as an entrepreneur? I, I, I think a lot of times you start because there's a need that you want to fulfill, right? Or there's a want that somebody has. So my entrepreneurship started because I wanted to fulfill a need. And my need was to be able to help myself without having to bother my mother and asking her for money. And that started at a very young age when I was 14 years old washing cars. And I could really say that probably that was the beginning of the entrepreneurial cycle for me in my life because uh, I got hooked on it, you know, getting my friends to work for me, having money of my own, being being able to buy the things that I wanted to without having to ask my mother for money. That was a good feeling. And then from there on, I got into the DJ business. And when I got into the DJ business, it was something fun. I loved it because I was serving people. I was making people's lives happy. I was going there. I was having a good time. I was meeting a lot of people. And I thought that was really nice that I wasn't set by, you know, a schedule that I had to work from like nine to five, because prior to that, I did go work at Winn-Dixie packing bags. And I was really like, didn't like that feeling of having there. And then from there on, um, right after leaving the United States Marines, that's when I started my first major company. Got it. All right. So basically when you were a young boy, you had this need you wanted to fill. You didn't want to, you want to be able to help yourself have some money. You want to keep bugging your mom for money, which is definitely understandable. I think that's a, you know, very, you know, loving and caring son and you did a bunch of different things you were washing cars you, you became a dj and one of the things i guess you learned doing it was you loved doing it you love serving people helping people which is um i think something critically important if you want to be a successful and happy entrepreneur entrepreneurs have to serve people help them make happy you know fulfill their needs their desires solve their problems and that's something you learn at a very young age and you definitely you discover like Many entrepreneurs, you hated working nine to five because you did that before. It was not fun. And you realize, man, I got to do something different. And then you started your first business after you came out of the United States Marine Corps. Now, you mind sharing a little bit about your experience in the United States Marine Corps? Because one thing I've learned about entrepreneurs who've been in the armed forces is 
they're very consistent, they're disciplined, and they're able to keep doing the business every single day because I think some of the habits they learn from the military. Did you find that was part of your experience while being in the U.S. Marine Corps? Uh, yes, I, and, and I'm never going to say no. Yes, the, the, the military gives you uh, a little more sense of a structure. So if you're the type of person that doesn't have a lot of structure, it puts you in a structured lifestyle so you're able to do things a certain way. But at the same time, it helps you uh, find solutions. It helps you overcome obstacles because while you're in the Marine Corps, you have to figure out, you know, adapt and overcome. That's one of the Marine Corps models is adapt and overcome. So if we get into a problem in business, okay, how do I adapt to that problem? How do I overcome that obstacle? And, you know, in, in, in short, the military does help you have that structure. But I think the people that go to college and university also gives you that kind of structure because now you're accustomed to doing paperwork, to doing homework, to always be on time at school, to show up to class. So in life, we all have the structure. It just depends how much structure do we give it and how much structure do we take from what we learn in life and apply it into our lives and to business. No, it makes a lot of sense. I like the motto, adapt and overcome, which is what you have to do constantly. So you said um, after you get out of the Marine Corps, you started uh, working, you know, more uh, other business. You might tell me about the businesses you started after you get out of the Marine Corps. Yes, after I got out of the Marine Corps, the first business that I started was my major company, which was EMD Development, and that was a development company, a real estate development company. And I took that company from negative one hundred thousand dollars worth of debt to over twenty million dollars in assets in just a few years. And it was a great experience. It was a great ride. I was young. I was hungry. I was motivated, just you know, ready to take over the world. And then in 2007, when the market crashed, I went bankrupt and I lost everything. And again, I had to adapt and overcome and figure out what I needed to do next. So the next thing that came along was the gold buying business. And with the gold buying business, it was such a huge blessing because all the experience and all the knowledge that I learned on the real estate development, I was able to apply that and bring that and not make the same mistakes over again. And I took that company from negative $300,000 worth of debt to over $15 million worth of revenues in just two years, had a franchise model, had over 14 stores throughout the United States and was able to exit that company in 2014. And at the same time, once I exit that company, I retired for the first time in my life before I was, uh, by the time I was like 32 years old. And uh, I was able to write a book and the book is called Secrets of the Millionaire Gold Buyer, where I teach all the secrets, all the trades, all the strategies of this business of how to get into the gold buying business, that business that made me millions during a recession. Wow, that's really awesome. Yeah, so, you know, you actually have a lot of success. And like with a lot of successful entrepreneurs, you had you went through a downtime as well. So you started this real estate development corporation. It went from minus 100,000 in debt and you got into over 20 million in assets. But as you mentioned later, around 2007, 2008, it was this big crash, and then you lost it, which happened to a lot of people that unfortunately were in real estate. But you were able to recover from what happened then because, and maybe I wanna, you could talk a little bit more about this because it seems like a lot of successful entrepreneurs, sometimes when they've lost it because of all that they learned, their personal development, their mindset, they have that success mindset and they can't remain 
struggling because they went through that success. They know what it takes to become successful. And that's what you did again. You became successful when you went into this gold buying business. You learned from the things you did in your real estate business. And you know you also learned from some of the mistakes you made. And you took this second company from minus 300K to 15 million in revenue. You franchised it, got 14 different stores, and then you, you sold it, and then you retired for the first time. And then later you wrote a book, Secrets of the Millionaire Gold Buyer. So you might talk a little bit about um, you know, how you were able to, you know, you lose it all, but then again, you became super successful again. You know, was it did you have that personal mindset saying, I know I can do this, I'm I'm a successful person? No, what was it that you, that made you be able to become very successful again? Um, you know, one of the things that I learned really, really early on, right after I went bankrupt, was that if you could do it once, you could always do it again, right? So it's like once you learn how to ride a bicycle, if you get on the bicycle and you fall, you're able to get back up on it again and just continue moving forward. The same thing with a car. If you know how to drive a car, you get into an accident, you become scared a little bit. But once you that fear goes away, you get back into the driver's seat and start driving again. So it was that mindset of, uh, succeed, adapting, overcoming, and learning from the mistakes that we made because that's one of the things some people do not learn from their mistakes. And to me, my biggest thing is that as long as it doesn't matter how many mistakes that I make, as long as I learn from those mistakes and I don't continue making those over and over again. Yeah, and that's a very important point because I think sometimes people are afraid to take chances because they're afraid of making mistakes. But the thing is, as an entrepreneur, you're going to make mistakes along the way. But as you said, you learn from those mistakes and you did, you did not repeat them. As long as you learn from them, you get feedback from it, and then you know how you could do things better. That's fine. Don't be afraid to take chances. You know, you took some chances, you made some mistakes, but you learn from them and then you continue. And because you learn from them, you're able to get even more successful. And you said, if you can do it once, you can do it again. It's like riding a car, driving a car, riding a bike. So don't be afraid to take those chances. So, you know, thanks for sharing that. Uh, next thing I'd like to ask you, Edwin, is, you know, you know, there's so many different industries people can go into. Now, is there are there certain principles to be able to make money in any different niche industry, any kind of industry? Are there certain principles that are that can apply to industry any industry if you want to make money? Yes, um, to, to, all the industries have the same principles, and that's why I wrote the book Nine Secrets for a Successful Life and Business is because it teaches you what are the principles and what are the secrets that. Pretty much like 90% of successful people follow in order to become successful. And uh, while we're here, and I know we don't have a lot of time, the first one that I will share is faith. We need to have faith. We need to have faith in God. We need to have faith in ourselves. And everything starts with faith because if we go into a business without having faith into ourselves and to knowing that we're able to make it happen, it's not going to work out. If we go into a business and business, you know, becoming an entrepreneur is a lonely road. So if we're going to this business without having somebody to turn to that is not going to judge us, that is going to be there for us and just kind of like hear us and comfort us, which is God for me, then um, you can't be successful. So it's, everything starts with faith. Uh, awesome. So, yeah, I agree. Faith is very important um, in ourselves and, our, and in God. It definitely is going to help a lot. And, you, and you're right. Entrepreneurship can definitely be a lonely role, especially when you're getting started. Um, would you care to share some of the other principles as well? Yes, um, I, I'll go down the list real quick because I sure. know definitely, definitely. We're limited with time for Let's everybody. Take it, take your time, take your time. 
Yeah. The uh, number one, like I said, faith. Faith is my number one thing that I was taught. Number two is have no plan B. Everyone always starts with the plan B. And when you start with the plan B, you're setting up yourself for failure. B is for be careful. Be careful because I'm going to fail. So don't start with plan B. Number three is never give up. It's when you start something, you go for it. No matter what happens along the way, don't give up. A lot of people give up when times get tough. Number four, build relationships. It's all about the relationships that we build. Uh, you never know when that person is going to need you, and you never know when you're going to need a certain person in your life. So it's always about building relationships, never about selling, never about trying to uh, get something from somebody else because you need them. It's more about building that relationship, and then they will refer you to all the customers that you might need. Number five is the biggest one that I always tell people that a lot of entrepreneurs don't have and a lot of entrepreneurs forget about, which is creating a vision board and a business plan. And the reason I say that is because if you don't have a business plan, if you don't have a vision board, it's like you don't have an address to go to. You don't know where you want to get to. Uh, you have an idea of it, but like the saying goes, out of sight, out of mind. So where do I want to go? How do I going to get there? Why do I want to do this? What is my vision? What is my mission? How much do I want to get it? And how am I going to get there? And what are my values? that belong to this business. So a lot of people forget that. Number six is taking action. So there's nothing worse than having a great business plan than having a great vision board if you do not take action. So you have to be an action taker. So once you start taking action, yes, the action that gets taken little by little, step by step, is going to get you to where you want to get to. Uh, number seven is knowing your superpower. And the, to me, the most important thing is that you need to know your superpower. As an entrepreneur, as a business owner, and just in general in life, sometimes we try to do everything ourselves, but we need to realize that we're not good at everything. We're good at one or two things. And once we learn what our superpower is, and we embrace that superpower, and we're able to delegate more of the things that we don't like to do to other people, life just becomes easier and you gain your time back so you can really polish what you're amazing at, what your value is at, where your superpower is at. Um, the next one is value yourself. You have to value yourself in business, in life, uh, in relationships. You have to give all the value to yourself. You have to know what your worth is. Uh, if I'm very valuable, if I don't want people to talk to me a certain way, you know, stand up for yourself. Tell them, how, you know, and it's, it's, it's as simple as name calling. Like when people tell, call me Ed, I stop there right there. I'm like, don't call me Ed. My name is Edwin because I want to be known as Edwin. I don't want to be known as Ed or Eddie or anything else like that. So value yourself. How do you want to be known? How do you want people to get to know you? And that's why I tell everyone I'm a God-made millionaire because I'm not a self-made millionaire. God made me who I am. And I live my life and I'm fulfilling all areas of my life. So that's why I'm a God-made millionaire. So when people look at me, I want them to see me as that. And that's how you value yourself, by letting people how you want to be perceived and how do you want to be seen. And not only for yourself, but also how do you want your businesses to be seen as? And it goes as simple as when I started my development company, I gave my development company uh, South Florida's premier development company. Nobody ever gave me that title, but that's how I wanted everyone to look at my company as South Florida's premier development company. And that's what it became. It became South Florida's premier development company. Um, number nine, and, and this one is a hard to comprehend. You know, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, we invest a lot of money into systems, into other things, into technology. But the one thing that we don't invest is that we invest very little on is investing in ourselves. And 
investing in ourselves is by having the right mentors, having the right people to guide you to where you want to get to. Uh, if you don't have the right mentors in life, if you don't have the right mentors in business, you're going to get to where you want to get to, but it's going to take you a lot longer. But if you have the right mentors, the ones that share your values, the ones that share your beliefs, the ones that are there for you personally, those are the ones that are going to cut the learning curve in half. You're going to become successful a lot faster. But not only that, they're going to bring the right people in your life and the right connections in order for you to continue growing at the speed that is tremendously to understand that the moment that I understood what the value of a mentor and I started investing myself and spending a lot of money, not spending, let me rephrase that, investing a lot of money in, in the right mentors, my growth has just like tripled really fast. So I always talk about having the right mentor, having people that believe in you, having people that are going to invest with you. Like when I mentor people, one of my guarantees is that I will invest my own money with them because I know I'm setting them up for success. And that's it. Those are my nine secrets for a successful life and business. Uh, those are some really great secrets. You started number one with faith. And then you said, have no plan B. And I love that. Too many people say I'm going to have a plan B. But like you said, in your subconscious mind, it's a telling, given the message you're setting yourself up for failure. So, you know, you got to burn all the bridges saying, I'm going to succeed with plan A and you're much more likely to succeed. So I love that. Avoid having to plan B because it's going to put doubt in your mind. Never give up. So maybe keep people give up right when they're three feet from the goal. So keep continuing. I love that. Um, build relationships. Yeah, I think if, if they don't they didn't get all of them. Again, go to my website. You get a free copy of the book. It's still mm -hmm. a free copy for now. So just go to my website, type it in there, edwincarrion.com, and you're able to get a free copy of the book. Just make sure that Victor refer you to it. Awesome. Yeah. So you get a free copy of the book if you go to your, your website. Um, build relations so important. I, I don't think enough people focus on that. That 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 is where your gold is. The you you build all these relations, you know, with people, with customers. Like you you have happy customers, they're going to tell all their friends about you. And you're going to get more customers. So definitely build those relations. Very important. Uh, I like this creating a business plan, a vision board, because like you said, if you don't have a business plan, you know, you have no idea where you're going. You have no idea. You have no blueprint. You, you have no foundation for your business. So definitely do that. But after that, take action. It's very important. Not, it's doing Having the, theoretical knowledge is not enough. You got to take action on it. That's where everything happens. And know your super, superpower. I think that's very, I love that. That's very important. And value yourself. I love the fact you call yourself a God-made millionaire. You're not a self-made millionaire, but a God-made millionaire. I love that. And, you know, I don't think enough people value themselves and they let people take advantage of them. If your time is valuable, you got to respect your time. You got to let other people know your time is valuable. And if you respect it, other people respect it as well. So definitely value yourself and invest in yourself and, you know, get mentors and stuff like that. And I think number nine is so key, Edwin, because uh, a lot of people, you know, see it as an expense, but no, it's an investment. You got to think of yourself as a stock. If you think a stock is good, you'll invest in it. The more you invest yourself, the better you're going to do in the long run. Like I said, you get a good mentor, they're going to save you all that time and the hassle, and they'll teach you so many different things that they can save you 5, 10, 15 years, and they can introduce you to other people that can also help you with your success. So never underestimate the importance of investing in yourself. You develop that personal development, that mindset. It can just totally change your life. So I thought that it was those are some definitely some great tips. Now, when, when uh, next thing I want to ask you about when people starting their business. So, uh, do you really need money to get started in a business? How important is that? Um, you don't need money to start a business. I don't need money to start a business. 
the business might need some capital, but the one starting the business doesn't necessarily need to have the money. And there's abundance of money out there and there's abundance of investors out there. You just need to know how to get the capital. But one of the limiting beliefs that a lot of people have is I can't start the business because I don't have any money. And again, it goes back into, if you want to start a business, you do not need the money. You just need to know where to find it and how to get it. No, I, I like that. It's it's basically you're talking about you got to have a, an abundance mindset. And what you're saying is too many people have a scarcity mindset and they say, I don't have the money. I can't start it. But they don't realize there are other ways of getting that money, getting that capital. You know, they can get it from investors and there, there are various ways to get that money to get started in that business. So I agree. You got to have that abundance mindset. And I, that's why I keep harping on it because your mindset will often determine where you go. Now, you're, you're able to manage several different businesses. And um, for a lot of people, that's hard. How are you able to manage so many businesses at the same time? Um, number one is having the right systems in place, creating the right processes in place. So I call it the right EOS, the right entrepreneurial operation, operational system in my business. But that's one of the part of the equation. But the second one is having the right people in place, having the right team that are able to manage the companies for me. So I'm able to sit back and just be the visionary and be able to guide where I want the businesses to go to. So I have the vision. That's why we create the vision board. That's why we create the business plans. So you're able to step back and you're able to have your team follow that plan, follow that business plan. And you're able to say, okay, we're going the right path. This is where we need to adjust. Let's change this. Let's adjust that. So that's how I'm able to manage multiple multi-million dollar companies by only working 20 hours per week. No, that that is awesome. So yeah, you're only working 20 hours a week, but a lot of it's good. And there are a lot of people that are like that. They have a number of different companies that they run, but they're not doing it full time. Like you said, you have a lot of systems and processes in place, and you have a lot of good people in it that are managing things, doing everything. You don't have to do everything. You have assistance. You have a lot of people managing your companies. And then you're, you're overseeing everything. You're you know, reviewing everything. But you have a lot of people doing most of the work. And you're just focusing on the main things, the things you're really good at. And everything else is being taken care of by other people. You're leveraging other people's, uh, you know, efforts. So that's that, you know, that I think is something that's very important, leveraging other people's efforts. And that is what very successful successful people do. Um, next thing I'd like to ask you about, Edwin, is, you know, you know, because you've done a lot of different things, investing, real estate, uh, you know, gold buying. Now, you know, how can someone de determine, you know, what is a good deal and what is a bad deal? A lot of oh. people have struggled with that. No, I, I think it's very easy once you're aware of what is it that you want. And I think the, the biggest thing is what is your risk tolerance? So a good deal to me might be a great deal to you or might be a bad deal to you. So it all depends what is your risk tolerance, right? So mm -hmm. if, if, I'm, if I'm willing to risk and lose 100% of my investment for a great deal, that could be a great deal for me. But if you look at that risk, which is you might, you might lose everything, then for you, that might not be a good deal, even though you're getting it at a low price, right? So, so the difference between a good deal and a bad deal is what is your risk tolerance? So you have to kind of assess what is your risk tolerance? If I'm going to put this money here, Am I willing to risk losing 20, 30, 40% and 
that's 40% equal a good deal to me or that's 20% equal a good deal to me. So that's where you define what is a good deal and a bad deal. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. It really comes down to is what is your risk tolerance? Makes a lot of sense. Um, next thing I'd like to ask you is what are some of your top life hacks that you use? Uh, top, top life hacks is number one, live life to the fullest. I always tell everyone and I always preach is live life to the fullest. Live your life as today was your last day on earth. Meaning that if you didn't do something that you wanted to do yesterday, you're not going to be able to do it because you already lost what happened yesterday. So live your life to the fullest. Live life as it were your last day. Number two, make sure you always do your affirmations. If you don't know what affirmations is, what are you grateful for? Write down on a piece of paper, what are the things that you're grateful for in your life? And look at the mirror every day and Tell yourself, what is it that you're grateful for? Celebrate all your wins. That's one thing a lot of people don't do. They don't celebrate their wins. Uh, even the, the, the small steps, the small wins, celebrate those because those are the wins that are going to help you get to the level that you want to get to. And last but not least, smile. Learn to smile. It's hard to learn to smile. It took me a while to learn to smile. And now I know how to smile and I smile as often as I can. No, those are definitely some good life facts because, um, you know, live your life to the fullest, live it as it as if it'll be your last day, and um, you'll 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 enjoy life more, you'll accomplish a lot more, and I like do affirmations, uh, focus on the things you're grateful for because you do that, um, every single day you will watch your belief in yourself change, you'll be happy, you'll be more grateful, you'll take action, and you'll just. You, all the most successful people I've ever talked to, they all say when they focus on the things they're grateful for, their lives change, their businesses change. So I think gratitude is important. You know, say your affirmations every single day. That's definitely, I, I, I totally agree on that. And celebrate your wins. And I agree. Not many people do that. Unfortunately, we've been taught to focus on the things we do wrong, the things we fail at. And, and that, that makes us focus on what we do wrong. And as a result, we don't have the success we deserve. When you focus on all the little wins, all the little successes, and there are a lot of things we do uh, every single day that are successful, but we don't realize that. You know, if you do a good job, if you come home, your yeah. kids are happy to see you, your wife's happy to see you. You know, if you help someone, if you help someone who got hurt across the street, any little thing, those things are all successes. And the thing is, um, if you if you if you got a new client, okay. It may not be a lot of money, but it's some money. That's a win. Because when you celebrate yes. the little wins in your subconscious mind, it will lead to bigger wins. So I thought that's a great life fact that you share because small wins become bigger wins if you keep celebrating because your subconscious mind realizes, again, every single day, I am succeeding. I am winning. And smile. You're right. Not enough people smile. And when you smile, everyone around you is happy. You can't be. And you know what? You can't be smiling and frustrated at the same time. So if you're smiling, you tend to be happier. No, definitely some good stuff, Edwin. And as we're getting uh, toward the end of our interview, are there any last-minute pieces of advice you'd like to share with our audience? You definitely shared a lot of great wisdom today. Anything else you want to share? So I'll leave you with two things. Number one is we're entering into a recession, as you know it. We are at the end of uh, the year of 2022. So 2023 is going to be a tough year for a lot of people. One of the things that I always say is make sure your business is recession-proof ready. And if you don't have a business at this moment, make sure that you enter into a business that is recession-proof. And to me, the best business is the one that made me a lot of millions, the one that uh, helped me become a millionaire once again. 
and his Secrets of the Millionaire Gold Buyer. The book is out there and it's going to teach you step-by-step how to be recession-proof, how to have a recession-proof business. So that's number one. Number two is, I'm going to leave you with this. If you do not know where you're going, you will eventually get there. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. Have a beautiful day. God bless you. Uh, thank you so much. And again, I love that, you know, find a recession proof business at, and if you don't know where you're going, you will definitely get there. So you got to know where you're going, plan, you know, plan where you're going. Too many people don't do that. And again, it goes back to having that business plan, planning your life, not just, you know, you know, you know, going aimlessly because too many people do that. So definitely some great pieces of advice. Listen, Edward, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. It was a real pleasure having you on. I enjoyed all the great tips you shared with us, all the great wisdom and value you shared. And I know the people that are listening to this podcast also appreciate all that you shared. And before we let you go, Edwin, if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to contact you? Yes, you can find me on all my social media channels at edwincarrion 78 Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, you name it, it's out there. Or just, if you can't remember that one, the Edwin Carrion 78, just go to my website edwincarrion.com and you can find me through there uh, I have a download my free ebook nine secrets for a successful life and business and if you want to be part of an amazing community join my startup to millions community which is a community of startup entrepreneurs that are learning and are helping each other to become successful awesome sounds great thanks again for being on the show Edwin have yourself an amazing day my friend thank you for having me here and to everyone out there have a breath an amazing 2023. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.